the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Welcome. Thanks for coming along today. It's a Friday edition. This week feels so long, it feels like next Friday. <laughs> right? I mean, seriously, it's been such a long week. I feel like we've done double time here. Why, why is it so long to you? I don't know. I, there's some gonna, weeks you kind of go, is this whoa, where, is what this, happened? Is this where you're going to complain about your co-host? I'm not complaining. No. Oh. No, I'm just saying, you know, some, time is weird. There's an elasticity to time. Sure. This one was stretched mm-hmm. out doubly long. That's all. It was the XXXXL version. Now, the sad thing is I have a feeling that's not going to translate into your weekend feeling longer. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? That's the problem. Yeah. You know what I mean? The week feels long. It doesn't mean the weekend's going no. to. Well, you can make it slow down. Uh, like uh, like tonight. I got nothing going on. Do you have anything no. going on? Uh, well, we're, we're starting the Father's Day weekend tonight. Hey, are yeah, you? Yeah, so, uh, so my husband is picking the takeout pl- place for tonight. Oh, very nice. So we don't know whether it's going to be Thai, Mexican, Chinese. Mm-hmm. We don't know. Takeout only. Takeout only. Because mm-hmm. I'm not cooking. So All Right, yeah, yeah. When you do Thai, I'm glad you brought this up. Do you do um, pad Thai? Do you like pad Thai? I love it. Yeah, my kid's been making homemade pad thai. How's that? Great. Is it? Good. He's okay. perfected it. Nice. I'm and it's so simple. Him. I mean, again, I'm watching it. It's, it's so simple. It's so simple for someone else to do it. Could you make that for me? Because it's so simple when you do it. <laughs> right. No, it's super good. It's oh, super peanut buttery, you know, with I love. I love yeah, yeah. it. So you can, I love Thai food. Me too. I mean, I can't do the super hot because I'm a, a little bit of a wimp. Well, you do super hot, all you taste is hot. So what's yeah, the point? Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? But don't you like the combination of the hot and the lime? Mm-hmm. That's like my favorite thing. Yeah, I do oh, very much so. you know what? I got these new, I don't know if they're, I think they're new. They're Thai lime cashews from Trader Joe's. Well, la da Really? Mm-hmm. I might not be able to eat almonds anymore, well, but I'll have a cashew. Well, yeah. I mean, Mr. Peanut, step aside, my friend. As we always do, we get underway. We took the uh, look at the uh, news stories for the day, the top four stories. So, Kath, please give us the top four yes. at four. Mm-hmm. Yes, I will. For Friday, June 18th, 2021, people. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Number one, another eye-opening report by Spotlight PA in today's trip. This time about PSERS. Or the Public School Employees Retirement System. Check this out. PSERS is a public school employee retirement fund with some 500,000 members, about half of them public school teachers, and some $64 billion in assets. The problem is that the PSERS Board of Directors is suspected of fudging the rates of investment returns, thereby overstating the amount available to pay out pensions. Is it Bernie Madoff? <laughs> no, it's not, but it's something maybe like that. We're not sure yet. So now there is a $40 billion gap between the money PSERS actually has on hand and what it actually needs to finance retirement promises. $40 billion. Not million. 
Well, that's going to put the kibosh on people's retirement Well, who plans, will make up don't the difference? Don't you worry. No one's going to make oh, up. Oh, the taxpayers are making up the difference. $40 billion? In short, state lawmakers have approved higher pension wow. benefits without enough funding to prop up the system. That led the fund to pursue higher-paying, riskier investments oh. via expensive consultants that promised better odds that, of course, have not panned out. And now everybody, the FBI, is involved, investigating the possibility that something more than a really poor arithmetic skill set was at the heart of this enormous and expensive gap. That is mm-hmm. crushingly bad Doesn't Spotlight news. do? Doesn't Spotlight PA do great, great stuff? Yeah. Number two. According to a report in today's Wall Street Journal, more U.S. workers are quitting their jobs than at any time in the last two decades. Hey now. Signaling optimism among many professionals. They feel like I can go get something else, while also adding to the struggle companies face trying to keep up with the recovery. Several factors are driving this. Many people don't want to return to business as usual because they like the flexibility of remote work, or they're reluctant to be in an office while they feel the virus is still around. Others are burned out from extra work they had to take on in the pandemic, while some are looking for higher pay to make up for perhaps a spouse's job loss. Some people use the past year to reconsider their career path and they want to switch gears. The shift by workers into new jobs and careers is prompting employers to have to raise wages and offer promotions to keep hold of their talent. And the appetite for change by employees indicates many professionals are feeling confident about jumping ship for better prospects. Mm. Is anybody happy? Number three. These people are not happy. A team of 50 police officers who served on a specialized crowd control unit in Oregon and respond to Portland's ongoing, often violent protests have resigned en masse after a team member was indicted on criminal charges. According to the AP, officers, detectives, and sergeants who serve on the rapid response team voted to resign from the team because of a perceived lack of support from City Hall and from the DA over the past year. The move by officers to disband their own team came a day after Officer Cody Budworth was indicted and accused of fourth-degree assault stemming from a baton strike against a protester who was actually some kind of journalist last summer. Citizen journalist. Right. When Portland became the epicenter of the Black Lives Matter protests following the murder of George Floyd. Now, since that time, the rapid response team has been on the front lines of the clashes. Managing, are you ready? Molotov cocktails, fireworks, explosives, rocks, bottles, urine, feces and other dangerous objects, according to the union president. And are not allowed to respond. No. He noted the team members volunteer for this job without any specialty pay. And though they've, quote, left their voluntary positions and no longer compromise a team, they will continue with their regular assignments. Portland is the exclamation point on leftist wackadoodle activity. Number four. It was six years ago yesterday that a white gunman opened fire in the basement of a predominantly black church in Charleston, South Carolina, killing nine of its congregants and shaking the nation. According to a really great report in CBS News today, the church is still operating, providing a symbol of hope and forgiveness. Listen to this. Established in 1816, the Emanuel African Methodist Episcopal Church, commonly referred to as Mother Emanuel, was the site of speeches by Booker T. Washington, MLK Jr., Wyatt T. Walker. The church has been the subject of attacks also. In 1822, it was burned down by an angry white mob. In 1832, the city outlawed the church for having an all-black congregation. Reverend Eric Manning, pastor of Emanuel Church at this time, said to CBS News that today, six years after the massacre, messages of love, 
grace and understanding continue to be shared within his congregation. He encourages everyone, regardless of race, to attend his church's services and urges congregants to, quote, leave your party affiliation behind to focus on justice. Amen and amen. And that's your top four at four. And it went so long we ran out of music. But you know what? I had to get that in at the end. Of course you did. It's a good story. It's an excellent story. All right. That's certainly a lot to digest in the early uh, minutes of our show. We'll take a quick break. Come back. We're going to reset. It is the summer of weddings. Here are other milestones that we can celebrate. The church has a unique opportunity to recognize makers of spiritual growth in our communities. Anna Broadway joins us in just a few minutes. The Friday edition. What time is it? The weekend has begun. 101.5. O-R-D. Pittsburgh's favorite Christian music is here on the weekend. With the best new music. New, new, new music from Ann Wilson, My Jesus. Let me tell you about my Jesus. Newsboys and Magnetic. And Ephesians 6 from Evie McKinney. The best new music and Pittsburgh's favorites. Brought to you in part by MGR CPA and Consultants. 101.5 WORD. On the weekend. Are you a successful advertising sales professional? Are you happy with your current company? I'm Mike Reed, Senior Vice President of Salem Media Representatives. 2020 was a record year for our company, and that momentum has carried over to this year. As a result, we are looking to expand our sales team. Each day, our national marketing strategists work with CEOs, chief marketing officers, ad agency executives, and buyers to construct successful multimedia ad campaigns. Salem Media Representatives represents hundreds of radio stations, including several of America's largest contemporary Christian music stations, the Salem Radio Network talk shows, and the Salem Podcast and Influencer Networks. Our national marketing strategists enjoy a competitive yet positive management supportive environment and a competitive compensation package. If you're a successful advertising sales professional, let's talk. Email us your resume at sales at salemreps.com. That's sales at salemreps.com. Salem Media Representatives is a division of Salem Media Group, an equal opportunity employer. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover, all for just three bucks plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 33 Eight eight at checkout. That's Harry's.com, code 3388. Enjoy. This is Greg Truszynski from the Original Mattress Factory. Our company's mission is simple, to provide a better mattress and a better mattress shopping experience, all at a great value. We believe you deserve a high-quality mattress at a factory-direct price. We believe you should be able to shop for a mattress without high-pressure sales tactics. And we believe in transparency. You should know exactly how a mattress is made so you can judge its value for yourself. Stop by for a factory tour today to see the OMF difference for yourself.
Kath, um, I've been thinking about you this week and your visit to our friend Tom Soroka's church, mm-hmm. which is an Saint Orthodox. St. Ni- Nicholas Orthodox in McKees Rock. Yeah. And uh, I, I, when I think about it, I think about you and you describing Father Tom holding a little baby who had just been baptized oh. and then walking around saying, what? This is your church. This is your church. Like he's introducing the baby to mm-hmm. the church body, right? And introducing the church body to the baby. I mean, that's, isn't that beautiful? Mm-hmm. I've never heard of it before, but the idea of this is your church and everybody gathered together physically, finally, once and for all, after COVID's over, it's a really great image that's uh, sustained me throughout this week. Mm-hmm. That's why we're happy to welcome Anna Broadway to the show. Anna is the author of Sexless in the City, a memoir of reluctant chastity. She's currently working on a book based on her singleness research. She wrote a really interesting piece at CT called It's the Summer of Weddings. Here are other milestones we can celebrate. Celebrate. And Anna, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's so good to be with you today. Yeah, happy to have you, Anna. And is the summer of weddings? It seems like twice as many weddings as normal because we, you know, people who were <laughs> supposed to get married last, you know, summer decided to postpone because of COVID, and then all the people that went, you know, it's like the kindergarten class next Double year is going to be doubled up, right? So everything, everybody's trying to right. get everything in. Um, but a different feeling, a different experience, you know, when you who are living a single lifestyle are looking at all every, you know, wedding announcement and every baby announcement and everything that and you're thinking okay well you know we're going to celebrate all those because that's a good thing to celebrate but there have to be other things too yeah yeah and i think it really comes down to a question of who god is and what we're willing to thank him for because really as one of the orthodox women i interviewed for the article helped me realize celebrations are a form of gratitude And I think without realizing it, we often kind of give God and his work short shrift. You know, we act as if the only things he does that are worth celebrating and rejoicing in happen to do with relational milestones like getting married or having a baby. And those are wonderful things, but that is certainly not all he does that's worth celebrating. And so I think wrestling with this question can help single people feel more welcomed and included in the church but can also expand our view of god's goodness yeah no you know you know I, I'm, we're back at our church and i hope that you're back at your church as well you know, but, but, but as we're back you know you look around and you think man i haven't seen anybody for so long and, and you know of course mm-hmm. there's a number of single people in, in our community as well and i and i wonder about you know i'm walking into church now with my wife and my kids and there's you know there's this anxious conversation or a fun conversation about i hope we get to see you know that person or that ter- person sure. but you know being single walking into church it's got to feel a little different. And to be honest, before I read your piece in CT, I really didn't consider it that much. Well, I'm glad you brought up the experience of going to church post-COVID, or at least, you know, post-strictest restrictions, because I actually had a piece in the Wall Street Journal a few weeks ago talking about how CDC guidelines and social distancing can really sort of increase the sense of isolation that many single people have felt in church for years. And so, as I suggested in that piece, I think it's an opportunity for people to make commitments and think about what are their ways to maybe form a pod between our family and a couple of single people so that we can sit close together and share each other's lives more freely, even as we're still sort of navigating what's hopefully the end of this pandemic. Yeah. 
I remember when um, a good friend of mine finished her breast cancer treatments. We had a party for her. We had like a, oh, that's great. we had like a spontaneous thing. Um, I made this fabulous cake, and the the thing that was fabulous wasn't me making it. It was just this the <laughs> recipe. You know, someone could you know make it in their sleep, and it would be great. Anyway, we had such a right. good time that night, and that's the kind of celebration that you're talking about, right? Is that we can celebrate other things um, in life, you know, other than, you know, getting married and having a baby, as great as those two things are. Yeah, and I think those those habits of celebrations are really healthy. I realize looking back that I think in some ways I learned that from my own parents because Friday night was usually the night that we would make hamburgers and French fries and maybe would have a two liter bottle of pop. And it was a long time before I realized that was probably a small way that my parents had of celebrating the end of the work week and dad celebrating that he could relax a little bit more. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly what we did in our, you know, and on Saturday night, it was a big deal for us, Anna, to have a bottle of pop and a bag of chips. We thought like that was like the (laughs) beef. That was like the be all and end all. That's like living large on I mean, Saturday. Yeah, it is. But so, you know, your point is that celebrations, large or small, especially with the absence of those in the past 15 or 16 months or so, they're a good and necessary reminder of who we are as believers in the church and why it is good to do so. Yes. And I think this is also an area where there might be some interesting differences between the different traditions in Christianity. I grew up in a non-denominational Bible church, and even our celebration of Easter was pretty minimal. I mean, we would do something for Palm Sunday, and obviously we'd have a big Easter service, but I don't remember doing anything for Lent. And so, you know, I think in the Protestant tradition, we're sometimes a little bit poor when it comes Mm, to celebrating and observing the church calendar. There's a lot there that Catholic... And Orthodox Christians do a better job of celebrating. And I think that's significant because those branches of the church are coming together as a community in more kinds of celebration. And they're also celebrating their shared identity. Mm-hmm. And maybe because Protestants tend to do less of that, I think it can unintentionally shift the emphasis of celebration to more of these relational milestones because we aren't celebrating our communal identity as much throughout the year. That's good. You know, and, and, and I'm glad you bring this up because we've seen this in the time that, you know, we've done the show. We've been here 16 years or so. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, there has been, I believe, you know, this is just from my perspective, uh, a, a reawakening or a, an emergence of non-denoms and Presbyterians looking at Orthodox or Catholic mm-hmm. or you name it. And especially being aware for the, maybe for a lot of people, the first time, the truth of the church calendar, that yearly cycle and how important that is to engage in that. And, you know, of course, you know, other Christians have done this for a thousand years or more. And and so, uh, I mean, I like it. I think it's a good and necessary thing that we should all observe this and be on the same page in some way. It's good for everybody. Yeah. And, you know, there's actually a really wonderful Canadian church, I think, in the Vancouver area that publishes a Christian Seasons calendar every year, which has really beautiful artwork by a bunch of Christian artists. Mm. But what I love is the pages are not organized by the months. They are organized by the seasons. So there's an entire page for Holy Week. And I used to keep that calendar up in my cube at work. 
and it was a little bit disruptive, but I felt like it was a good disruption. It reminded me that my life was not primarily oriented around, what is it, I think the Roman calendar, but, you know, my life is oriented around the Bible and how we mark time as Christians. John, talk about what your church did with the gift bags when COVID, you know, when the church started reopening. Oh, yeah. So when we came back, I mean, first Sunday back, it was cool. I mean, you know, everybody sort of like slowly crept into this, and I think people are still doing this. But early, early on, our our church, you know, we walked in. When was this? Like um, late March, maybe early April. And you showed up, and there was a a little gift bag, for like a swag bag. I mean, I never got a swag bag Mm -hmm. at church before. And, uh, you know, (laughs) I mean, you know. And don't get used to it. No. no. I was kind of like, you know, the Oscars, but not really. You know, uh, there was a piece of fabulous cake which i later discovered that mm. day a couple of bags of seeds some you know a starter mm. set uh there was some really kind of you know a little bit of candy some verses it was kind of a little just, book yeah mm. you know it was like welcome back and everybody kind of got a little gift I, I didn't expect it and you know in in hindsight i love it so much because it showed there was this sense of caring and community, and we miss you. And we, and, had, and we had something to celebrate. Yeah, and I miss them, and they miss me. Well, they, they might have missed me, but you know, I you think know what they I'm did miss you. But it, it, you know, that kind of thing, like Kath, that's a really good thing, right? You know, mm-hmm. it would be like a parent would do that for a child, right? Well, As sure, a, mm-hmm. I'm glad you're back. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Anna. So that's the kind of that's the kind of celebratory thing that maybe we should invest in more, think about more. Yeah, and you know, I really love that they included the seeds in that. Mm. It reminds me of this plant I put in a jar of water early on in the pandemic, and it was a completely bare stem. There were no leaves at all, Mm. and I had cut it off uh, another sort of plant that was living in water um, that had some leaves at the base, but I cut off the bare stem part and put it in water just to see what would happen. And over the months since, it has developed all of these leaves and that plant has become such a powerful reminder to me of the fruitfulness that God has brought out of even a really barren season. And, you know, one of the thing people, one of the things people told me about in my interviews for this story is there are so many things that people do that require sacrifice and diligence over time. You know, I have a friend who's always sharing stories about sobriety milestones and people who've been sober for so long. And I think sometimes we need things like a plant that we can look to and its growth can remind us of how far we've come. And so that's where in the article, I really argued we should be celebrating marks and qualities of maturity, not just milestones. Yeah. That's really good. I appreciate that reminder. Go into that. For our audience sake, uh, Anna, marks and quality of maturity, yes? Yeah. You know, I mean, we often treat weddings, for example, as an event or like a milestone in the relationship. But it's also about a quality of commitment and faithfulness and sacrifice. And if we thought about a wedding as celebrating sacrifice and commitment and faithfulness. Well, there are other things like that, too. What about people who commit to stay in a neighborhood or commit Mm. to keep their kids in the public school system for the sake of their community? There are lots of things 
that people do that show mm-hmm. sacrifice and faithfulness, but we aren't always as good at celebrating them. And I think that says something about what our real values are, despite what we might say. I mean, that's interesting. I mean, to recognize, not even celebrate, but just to even recognize them or to say yeah. it out yeah. loud, yes. right? Yeah, I mean, to name it. Yeah, you know, you, you, instead of your kids in a, a private uh, Christian school, you choose to be part of the community. You're in public school. You're showing up there. You're a different kind of light. It's a different sort of ministry or the neighborhood, whatever that neighborhood is. That's important. I really appreciate yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. and those are those are quietly radical acts. Yeah, they are. <laughs> yeah, that's really good. Yeah. Anna Broadway has been with us. Anna, real pleasure to meet you. Thanks for being with us today. Thank you. It's good to talk with you today. Yeah. Yeah. Anna, Anna's the author of Sexless in the City, a memoir of reluctant chastity. Very nice to meet Anna, right? Very good. I liked it. Uh, it's our Friday feature coming up in a few minutes. We're going to uh, do uh, this or that. I can't wait. I mean, we just choose one thing or another. We've each got 10 choices. That's how it works. It's finally time to replace that old leaky roof. Or how about some new siding? You can count on Windows or Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows or Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, windows, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. Maybe you've lost siding during the recent windstorms. Don't put those repairs off. Windows or Us offers 12 months, no interest financing, and no processing fee through dollar bank. Want new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office? Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood, and composite. And how would you like to never clean your gutters again? For a limited time, get a free gutter filter with the purchase of complete siding and roof replacement offer valid through June 30th. All with 12 months, no interest, no processing fee, and backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at windowsrspittsburgh.com. That is windows pittsburgh.com hey daddy oh pap pop father daddy or whatever you call that special man it's time to gather him up and head on out to the spring house for our annual father's day steak and chicken fry that's right steak and chicken both marinated and cooked to perfection over an open pit outdoors. And to complete this great Dad's Day meal, we're making baked mashed potatoes, Ed's green beans, corn pudding, Alabama casserole, Dutch greens, homemade rolls, rice pudding, blondies, brownies, and of course all of our Springhouse drinks featuring our famous chocolate milk. That's right, you can't beat it. There will be live music and inside and outside seating and a free ice cream cone for every dad. Come to the Springhouse to treat your dad to a special day. Call 228-3339 for more details. The Original Mattress Factory is always looking for good people to join our team. If you're interested in a sales, manufacturing, or delivery position, we offer competitive pay and exceptional benefits packages. Integrity and strong work ethic are essential because at OMF, we strive for excellence in all that we do. To learn more about our company and our unique business model, visit us at OriginalMattress.com. You can stop by any of our locations or visit the employment section on OriginalMattress.com to complete an application. Nobody should have to pay for one-size-fits-all insurance coverage. Liberty Mutual customizes your car and home insurance so you only pay for what you need. 
Alexa, to play the word Pittsburgh, to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker, too. Plus, iHeart, tune in, and on radio.com. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. We'll see a few thunderstorms into this evening. Any thunderstorm can be severe with flooding downpours, damaging winds and hail. Then mostly cloudy skies later tonight. Expect a low of 67. Tomorrow, times of clouds and sun with a couple of heavy thunderstorms, especially late in the day. Storms can bring hail and damaging winds The high 77. Sunday, Father's Day, partly sunny with an afternoon thunderstorm. We'll see a high Sunday of 84. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Finally, the time. It's time now for this or that. It is our daily or weekly delve into the ridiculousness. It's pretty simple. Kath has 10 things. One thing, this. The other thing, that. We make a choice. I'm not quite sure what it means. It's not a psychological test I or anything. I think it is. I don't think it is. No, I do. All right, Kath. Um, you first to me. You just. All right. <laughs> <laughs> What's Hold on there. Okay, I'll go first. Okay, all right, I'm ready. okay, all right. Very excited. Rhinestones, puka necklace. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'll go rhinestone. All right, that's awesome choice. Picking, grinning. <laughs> I'll grin. All right. Pogo stick, trampoline. Um, the pogo stick is ridiculous. I'll go trampoline. All right. Autumn in New York. Springtime in Paris. Oh, I love them both. This but or that. I've, but I've never, I've never experienced springtime in Paris. So I'll say that. All right. Mario Lemieux. Yes. Franco Harris. Why would you say that? This or that. This or that. Mario. Ma- All right. Waking up from six months of amnesia. Clicking your red heels together like Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz. Uh, I'll take the amnesia because The Wizard of Oz creeps me out. Attending U2's first concert, Dublin, January 2022. Attending the December 19th, 2021 Steeler game, Ben's last home game. Oh, I'm telling you, you too, easily. All right. Sorry. Wearing a bathing cap. <laughs> wearing compression stockings. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. Um, I'll choose the compression stockings so you can hide them under pants. So hiding the cap, friends. All right. Great wild game watching on the African savanna. Whale watching in Tromso, Norway. <laughs> I'll go for the whale watching. Thank you. All right. Having lunch with the Queen of England. Having lunch with Beth Moore. Oh, gosh. Listen, this or that. I love the Queen, but Beth. What? She's my good friend. You're dissing the Queen for she's Beth Moore. She's my good friend. All Come right. on. That is my uh, this or that. All right. John, I give to you. Uh, the EU has opened up. Yes. You know that? So this is the EU has opened up edition of this or that. All right. Number one, eating a pizza in its native land mm. or eating a pierogi. In its native land. Yeah, give me the pizza. I'm going to Italy. Are you? A Mozart concerto in Vienna or a techno club in Berlin? Oh, oh that's nice. That'd be fun. I, 
I'm going clubbing. Are you? Give me the club. <laughs> me and Klaus somewhere in the techno club. Turn number, it up. Number three, croissant from a French bakery mm. or a waffle from a Dutch bakery? Uh, I'm doing the croissant. Mm. I'm going to Paris. I am. Number four, a slow winding drive in Britain's Cotswolds mm. or a fast winding drive on Romania's Transfigurison Highway. Yeah, it's your boom. Crush it. Give me that exactly. fast highway in I Romania. I know. Number five, no. a, a river cruise in Amsterdam mm. or a gondola ride in Venice. Oh, no, I have to go to Venice as long as the crowds aren't there. Yeah. Number three, a hamburger in Dublin mm. or French fries in Brussels. Hamburger in Dublin. Uh, I'm going to Dublin. Are you? Oh, yeah, yeah. You're the Irish shinnest. Number seven. A cable car to the Klein Matterhorn, which is 12,000 feet high in the Swiss Alps, nice. or a black diamond slope in Courchevel, France. Oh, I'm taking the cable car ride. Are you? I yeah. would never do no, that. Bring it up. Let's go. Number eight. A flat in London, or back to living on a rooftop in Portugal? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> No, I really enjoy that Portugal uh, rooftop. I'll do that. Number nine, an hour in a sauna, in a hut, in the winter, in Finland. Yeah. Or an hour on cross-country skis in the icy tundra in the winter in Norway. No, I'm gonna, I'll be happy to sit in the hut. <laughs> He's lame. No, that's good. Number eight. No. Eight? No. It's number ten. Are you ready? Olives, feta, and stuffed grape leaves in Corfu, or haggis, tatties, and meeps in Scotland? No, no. Give me the feta. <laughs> I'm going to Corfu. I can't believe you don't want the haggis, tatties, no, and meeps. No, no. Forget it. Who wants to eat that? Yeah, feta. All right. Very nice. Friday edition of This or That on the ride home. You're listening now, so we know you're a fan of the radio station. I am a big fan. And we want you to know that we appreciate you. I'm your number one fan. That's why we've developed the Word FM Fan Club. It's free to join, and once you do, you can take part in exclusive surveys and contests. Yeah, I love contests. Special offers. Great giveaways. Discounts. Freebies. I'd like to win one of these contests. Become a member today. Go to wordfm.com slash fan club and sign up. We're big fans. less, but people are happier with it? That sounds like something to look into, and that's MediShare. Maybe you've heard switching to MediShare to pay for health care can save the typical family 500 bucks a month, and that's huge, but it's also true that people are way more satisfied after making the switch, too. The customer satisfaction rate for MediShare is double that of the typical health insurance plan. Double. MediShare works. It's been around for more than a quarter century, and members have shared more than three billion dollars of each other's bills people love having telehealth and a huge nationwide ppo network so yeah you can save a ton and like it better imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care so if you're self-employed or part of the gig economy or you just want to plan you're happy with you can call right now and get a price within two minutes very very smart use of two minutes here's the number you need 
844-45-BIBLE. That's 844-45-BIBLE. 844-45-BIBLE. Are you dealing with personal or business tax issues with the IRS? Does the thought of wage garnishments, bank levies, tax penalties, or having to engage with the IRS worry you? Owing taxes to the IRS or state can be stressful, and ignoring them can make your situation worse. At Federal Tax Law Group, we help individuals and businesses reduce debts and negotiate with the IRS Fresh Start Program. Our assistance can save you from drowning in taxes and may even keep you free of prosecution. With over two decades of experience, our tax professionals understand your needs and will customize a tax solution that's in your best interest. Call Federal Tax Law Law Group at 800-500-9172 for a free consultation to discuss resolving your tax problem. That's 800-500-9172. Again, 800-500-9172. Or visit us online at federaltaxlawgroup.com. Having your own home is awesome, but it's also a lot of work. The good news? Finding help for your projects is easier than ever. Introducing Angie, the app that puts all your home care needs at your fingertips. Need a pro to fix that emergency leak? Maybe find someone to build a deck or even set your seasonal tasks on autopilot. Angie can handle all that and more. Expert pros, hundreds of home projects, clear pricing, and the easiest way to book and pay in seconds. This is Angie. Your home for everything home. Download the app today. It's a great time of year to be outdoors, fishing in local streams, splashing through creeks. We all assume these waters are safe, but for most streams, no one knows. That's a problem, a problem we can do something about. The Isaac Walton League of America can help us get started. From stream cleanups to simple water quality tests, visit IWLA.org today. That's IWLA.org. There's been a rise of awareness of Mm -hmm. sex trafficking which, of course, is a really good and powerful thing. But, you know, have there been times where you've, you've been out in public and you see something and you think, that doesn't look right? I, I think, you know, maybe just because of the awareness of it all, you, you do, at least I have a couple of times, and you wonder, you know, underneath the veneer of society, there is such darkness. There are when you were overseas, you experienced that several times, right? I did, yeah. And, you know... Anyway, it's a whole other story. But you know, I wonder, of course, about sex trafficking, and oftentimes it's you know right below us. We see it around us, even though we're not aware of it. Well, uh, a recent Carnegie Mellon graduate from 2012, and um, the president of an organization here in town called Marinus Analytics, Emily Kennedy, is with us, and she's used her skill in uh, artificial intelligence to look at sex trafficking and to help those who are being held hostage. And Emily is with us now. Hi, Emily. Thanks for coming along to the show. Thanks for having me. Yeah, Emily. Um, I, I don't know where to start with this because I, I, part of me wants to hear your story first. Um, part of me wants to hear about the business first. Part of me wants to hear about how you ended up with the passion for um, fighting sex trafficking. So let's just start with the business and let it kind of lead us onwards. Tell us about Marinus Analytics. Sure. So Marinus Analytics 
started out of research that I was doing as an undergrad at Carnegie Mellon. So um, I had heard for many years before about the problem of human trafficking and sex trafficking in particular, but it was when I was at Carnegie Mellon and, you know, meeting the wonderful researchers and people who work in artificial intelligence there and starting to learn as a humanities student what was possible with technology to help sift through the massive amount of information on the internet to help find victims. So uh, our, our company started really out of that research project that I started in 2011, and then fast forward a couple of years working on that as a research project, uh, we spun it out into our company and started our company in 2014. So that's kind of how it came to be. Really? So wait, so Emily, you, you weren't a computer uh, major, you were a humanities major? That is correct. Surprisingly, right? Very right. much so. But, but you're running. You're you're running and have founded a tech company. Um, so, and you weren't a business major. So, how how do you know what you're doing? I love I love this question because it's like I founded an AI tech company <laughs> without a business or tech right. background. That's so good. And um, I would say it's mainly two things. One is a deep passion for the mission to see people rescued and recovered from sex trafficking. And that was really my North Star this whole time of kind of why am I doing what I'm doing and what is the goal here? Um, and then secondly, just teaming up with really smart people. So my co- my one of my co-founders, Kara Jones, our CEO, had that business background and acumen and experience that I didn't have. And then my other co-founder, Dr. Dabrowski, was the kind of AI and machine learning expertise. And he's still a director of one of the labs, the Auton Lab at Carnegie Mellon. So uh, really, when you're starting a business and trying to really, even not just a business, trying to do big things in general, I think building a strong team and finding people who have the skills that you don't have is so important. Right. Okay. So then, Emily, was this, you know, the, the genesis of this, uh, this idea, was this a, a faith issue first, a social justice issue? What was it that sparked this in you that created in yourself this urgency and then your ability to communicate to those friends and those tech entrepreneurs on campus at Carnegie Mellon that this became a reality? For me, it was definitely a faith issue first. I um, had the chance to go on a mission trip at age 16, and we were traveling through Eastern Europe and came across this tiny town, and there was all these children, young children, begging on the street. And I just got this uneasy feeling that something seemed off. And when I asked my friend who was from that area what was going on, he said, Emily, these children are most likely trafficked by the mob, and they have to beg on the street and then bring home or not really home, but bring back to their traffickers each night the money that they make. And for someone like me who grew up in a you know great family sheltered environment to be exposed to, wow, there's this type of exploitation going on in the world, and knowing that you know the God that I know has a heart that no one be exploited and has a heart especially for the most vulnerable in our society. That was something that really kind of lodged deep into my heart at age 16 and something I really just carried in my heart and my mind for a couple of years before I even knew if I could do anything about it. It was just something that became an issue that I really knew I cared a lot about. We're talking to Emily Kennedy. Emily graduated from CMU in 2012. She's the president and co-founder of Marinus Analytics, which is a uh, tech company that fights sex trafficking. Here locally. Yeah, here locally. Um, Emily, I 
I, I've listened to your podcast, which, by the way, is really well done. I really enjoy it. I, I forget the name yeah. of it, though. Tell me that again. The Empower Podcast. Right. Thank right. you so much. Yeah, the Empower Podcast. Yeah, I've really enjoyed it a lot. And I got to be honest, one of the things that I completely have geeked out about listening to it is the fact that technology up until like in my mind, up until I listened to your podcast, technology was only used for evil things when it came to sex trafficking. It was only used mm. to drag people in. Pornography was used to ensnare people um, and it was used to monetize young women and it was only used for something evil. You're the first person, I have to say this, you're the first person who's made me believe that technology could also be used for the positive to fight this type of thing. And I think that's because the only media reports we ever read about AI or technology when it comes to sex trafficking is only the negative. So first of all, I want to thank you for that um, because you've given me a lot of hope. But second of all, are there other people who are doing similar things to what you're doing? Like, do you have, do you have, you know, co-workers in this battle who are maybe attacking it from from different areas? Sure. Well, thank you so much, first of all. Um, and yeah, there's absolutely other uh, great people doing work out there with technology. One that comes to mind, um, and she's just been on my mind for a while, is actually a victim survivor. Her name is Eliza Blue, um, and she's very active on Twitter. And what she sees, and she she actually found us over the last couple of months because she heard that we were a, one of three global finalists in the IBM Watson AI XPRIZE competition, an AI for good sort of global competition. And she found us because she, as a survivor of sex trafficking, believes wholeheartedly in the possibilities of technology to help. And so uh, kind of her focus of the work that she does is specifically holding these big social media tech companies, Twitter in particular, accountable for the content on that, their platforms because there has been uh, instances of survivors who might have a video or a photo of them on these big platforms that's being reposted with permission. And so she's doing a lot of work right now to advocate uh, to those big companies that they do more to use technology to monitor for that kind of content and to respond when, um, you know, survivors request that their their information be taken down. So I think that's a really important part of the puzzle. Fabulous. So, Emily, then talk about your model, the, the work that you're doing. It's a it's a product name, isn't it, that does something? Can, can you explain how you, you know, chase after the sex? traffickers, what the nuts and bolts are, that what that looks like. Yeah, absolutely. So the big problem that we as a company have been working on to solve is that every single day there are roughly 300,000 new advertisements, like online classified ads, selling sex every single day just in the United States. That's 300,000 new ads every day. And when detectives are trying to find victims of sex trafficking in that huge amount of data, it's basically impossible for them to sift through it manually. So trying to actually uh, find those victims, it's kind of like a needle in a haystack. And so our software is called Traffic Jam. And Traffic Jam is basically a suite of artificial intelligence tools a bunch of different types of tools in their toolbox so that the detectives can actually meaningfully sift through this huge amount of data and get 
insights out of it. So they could start with, for example, a picture of a missing child and be able to search that photo mm-hmm. through our system and find them within even days. And that's really? so important because in these cases, time is really of the essence. Really? Okay. So in all that fishing, then you've had success. I mean, significant success. Can you put a, you know, a number on how many people you think you've rescued? You know, that's a tough one. We've quantified it in the thousands over the last couple of years, but it is a tough one because these these victims often will recidivate, go back to their trafficker multiple times before they're able to get out of the exploitation. Um, So another number we like to share is that um, in 2020 alone, we saved an estimated 70,000 investigative hours. And when you're talking about limited resources for these detectives, that's really powerful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so if I I was a detective and this was my line of work, it would be on a daily basis, completely overwhelming. And so what I love yeah. about this product that you've created is you're helping it to be, to make it somehow manageable. Um, and so how did you come up with that? Such a strategic approach. How did you come up with that? Well, it was a couple of things. One is just having really great, smart friends to brainstorm yeah, with. That helps when smart I was, friends. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. When I was an undergrad at Carnegie Mellon, one of my great friends, Jessica Dickinson Goodman, who uh, did also great work in the anti-trafficking space, and she worked at the Polaris Project, helping them for a number of years. And so it was kind of just over a lunch, brainstorming. There's all this data online. What if we could, kind of what you both said, what if we could use technology to actually help? Because after talking with detectives, we had seen that they were basically saying technology is making it easier for traffickers to do what they do, but we're falling behind the curve. So it was really an inspiration of kind of how can we solve that specific problem? Fabulous. Emily, people are listening right now and they think, uh, I'm curious about this. Is there some place our listeners can go to to see a model of this or find out more on their own? Yeah, the best place would be uh, two different places. One is our website, marinusanalytics.com. That's M-A-R-I-N-U-S, analytics.com. And we're also on Twitter at Marinus AI, and we're also on LinkedIn, where we post a lot of uh, educational information about our space, AI and tech, and the intersection with human trafficking and social impact. Um, and on there, actually, funny enough that I'm talking with you today, but we're part of this XPRIZE competition, and the voting for the People's Choice Award closes tonight at hey. midnight. Hey. So if people want to go find that link, it takes two clicks to vote, and they can find that link on any of the places I just mentioned. All right, the People's Choice Awards. Outstanding. Okay, vote for Marinus Analytics. Great work, Emily. Emily, really. Such an honor, yeah, it really pl- is. Yeah, pl- yeah, please consider us supporters of yours. Yeah, I mean, I, thank you so much. Yeah, and you know, congratulations on the power of a degree in humanities, yeah, right? right? I mean, that's so cool. You, 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 you're yeah, crushing it. Right. Three cheers for the liberal arts, Emily. Yes, amen. Agreed, agreed. <laughs> we'll take a quick break, come back. We've got more ahead. Hey, uh, this is a great weekend to get out and about, and Pittsburgh is reawakening. Tours on the river and with buses on the double deckers. We've got to talk about that, information about that in just a few minutes. Stick around. It's the ride home with John and Kathy, Pittsburgh's Christian Talk on Word FM. Well, shockingly, and with great celebration and fanfare, another year in college has come to a close. Grove City College has weathered the storm. And unlike a lot of colleges, Grove City was committed to meeting and teaching in person. Now, of course, in this COVID era, nothing was perfect. 
and there were illnesses and incidences, and it was a bumpy ride. But the thousands and thousands of students at Grove City College, they made it through. So with some foresight and some wisdom, Grove City continues to meet in person. And Kath and I had students on campus at Grove City. We're proud to say our kids are Grovers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I you know, for any parent of any college student or high school student in particular, I mean, anybody, parent of any age child over the last year and a half, boy, it has been a real challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, I can speak as a parent, as John said, of, of a Grove City student. And I just think, you know, when, when things are as topsy-turvy as they have been, and there's so much uncertainty, it is really a comfort to see that there's an organization that is so well organized, so well run, and the decisions they're making, they're doing their best that they would be godly ones. And so as a parent, all I can say is it's been a great ride in spite of COVID and the semester is almost over. GCC.edu online. I have two dogs, Sam and Bailey, both are golden retrievers. Poor Sam, he was a mess. Always itching, his paws were soaking wet all day from just constant licking. He had bald spots on his back. I just don't like putting shots and steroids into your dog all the time. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Dynavite is nutrition. Probably two weeks after he started Dynavite, I started seeing great improvements. And today, 99% of his issues are non-existent. It's amazing stuff. Since Bailey has been 12 weeks old, he's been a Dynavite dog. And he has zero issues today. He won't eat his food without Dynavite. When I get out the Dynavite, my dogs actually salivate. Like I'm getting them a treat. They drool over it. Dynavite is the best thing you can do for your dog. You won't believe how happy your dog will be. I get my Dynavite from D-I-N What are dads made for? Hmm, I've been asking myself the same question. Author Amanda Glass, creator of the Made For book series, helps kids and dads answer that question. That's what dads are made for is more than just a fun book with cute pictures. It's one that creates conversations that build meaningful connections. This Father's Day, help your kids connect with dad as they discover together. Oh, that's what dads are made for. For kids three and up, just $9.99 when you order now at themadeforbooks.com. Well, the beauty of summer is upon us in uh, mid-June and uh, now post-COVID here in Western Pennsylvania. It sure is good to get out and see things, right? It's kind of like being a tourist in your own city. So we've been talking about uh, taking a riverboat tour whether it's a Gateway Clipper, which, you know, they do everything. You can do like a one-hour tour with Gateway Clipper. Sure. You can take a dinner dance cruise. You can do, you know, any number of things. Good Ship Lollipop still around? Uh, it is, okay. right? Take your kids out on a quick spin. I think the Good Ship Lollipop is part of the, you know, for obvious reasons, the shortest of the adventures. Because my attention span is also well, short. You know, you get, you know, kids crying or, you know, throwing up on a, mm-hmm. a, a boat trip. Was that want. Shirley Temple who sang that? Yeah. On the Good yeah. Ship yeah. Lollipop. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I appreciate the fact that you well, sang a bit. Thank you so much. Yeah. Okay. So expected. Gateway Clipper or another boat excursion trip is the uh, Rivers of Steel. Uh, it's the, the Explorer boat. Have you seen this? I don't know about the Explorer boat. Uh, it was a, um, it's, I think it's an initiative of like um, tech, you know, tech robotics hub. And the Explorer boat is kind of like, I think initially was a, um, an incubator for river research. 
fair to say that, that they would go out and, you know, that's that's all pretty thin what I know. But they've turned the Explorer boat as a river research boat also into a, a 90-minute or two-hour tour of the city with narration as well. Uh, it's a, just a different size boat. All right. It's a different feel. It's not the duck thing, like we're staying in the water. Ducks are gone. Yeah. Those, those boats uh, went away during COVID, yeah. and I'm sure they'll never come back, okay. which is a shame because those were super cool that as well. That was very weird. No, I love that. Did, did you? Did you ever do it? Uh, I did. I thought it was thought weird. It was weird. I mean, I didn't think it was weird bad. I just thought, like, it's just an odd thing. Yeah. I mean, it's a World War II amphibious, yeah. amphibious vehicle, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so a bus trip uh, called Just the Tour, you go once around the city on a double decker. I have decker. done this. Isn't that fun? It was very fun. Especially for people who, if, if you've got kids or people who've never been to Pittsburgh before. Right. I mean, if you if you grew up here, it's not going to tell you anything you don't know. But for visitors, it's a lot of fun. But you're on a double decker, right? And you get the best of. Sure. It's like the greatest hits of the city of Pittsburgh driving around. You'd have to bring your own snacks. Probably, but that's okay. Anyway, good to get out and about. Especially for Father's Day, right? Father's Day. It could be a fun thing to do this weekend. Treat the father. Okay, we'll take a quick break. Come back our 5 o'clock hour. We're going to talk about the top list of gifts for Dad. And the things Dad does not want. Right. And a reflection on Father's Day, perhaps with some poetry thrown in as well, because it's the Friday edition. On your radio at 101.5 WORD-FM, Pittsburgh, at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and at radio.com. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. National Hurricane Center Senior Hurricane Specialist John Cangelosi says his advice is simple for people in the path of the tropical system approaching the Gulf Coast. If you're in a place that doesn't flood terribly, just stay indoors. If Again, if you're in a major flood zone, then maybe go somewhere a little safer. A tropical storm warning in effect for parts of Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, and Florida. At a ceremony at the Alamo, Texas Governor Greg Abbott signing seven gun-related bills into law, including one that lets people carry handguns without getting a background check or training. People are saying from the federal level to the local level that Second Amendment rights are under assault, that government officials are saying, heck yes, government is coming to take your guns. Texas will not let that happen. Tennessee, Utah, and Iowa have passed similar bills this year. The Dow is down 427 points. The NASDAQ off 129. This is SRN News. Are you dealing with personal or business tax issues with the IRS? Does the thought of wage garnishments, bank levies, tax penalties, or having to engage with the IRS worry you? Owing taxes to the IRS or state can be stressful, and ignoring them can make your situation worse. At Federal Tax Law Group, we help individuals and businesses reduce debts and negotiate with the IRS Fresh Start Program. Our assistance can save you from drowning in taxes and may even keep you free of prosecution. With over two decades of experience, our tax professionals understand your needs and will customize a tax solution that's in your best interest. Call Federal Tax Law Group at 800-500-9172 for a free consultation to discuss resolving your tax problem. That's 800-500-9172. Again, 800-500-9172. Or visit us online at federaltaxlawgroup.com. Well, by now, you all heard me talk about my pillow and how it's really a great, very comfortable pillow. They won't go flat. You can wash and dry them as many times as you want, and they maintain their shape, and they're made in the USA. Now, for a limited time, MyPillow is offering the premium MyPillows for the lowest price ever. 
You can get a queen size premium my pillow for twenty nine ninety eight. They are regularly sixty nine ninety eight. It's a forty dollars savings. Kings are only five dollars more. All my pillow products come with a ten year warranty and a sixty day money back guarantee. Go to mypillow.com, click on the radio listener square, and use promo code word. You'll also get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the Giza Dream bed sheets, the MyPillow mattress topper, and MyPillow towel sets, or call 800-391-0954. Use promo code WORD. Or right now, MyPillow.com. MyPillow.com. Don't let pests scare off your returning customers. Get the help you need at BoozeBugStoppers.com. Get a free quote on a monthly or quarterly pest control and sanitation plan without a long-term contract that'll clean them up, block them out, push them back, and remove pests safely. Backed by Booze 100% Satisfaction Guarantee. When it comes to protecting your business and your guests, who are you going to call? Booze Bug Stoppers at BoozeBugStoppers.com. We want everybody to have a level of comfort knowing that they're in a safe environment, that they're in a caring environment, and that their health and well-being is our top priority. At Stock Family Dentistry, exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care. We are constantly screening both ourselves and patients. I want my patients to know that we are there for them. When they are ready, we are here. You're going to be safe. You're going to be well cared for. On Perry Highway in Wexford at StockFamilyDentistry.com. We'll see a few thunderstorms into this evening. Any thunderstorm can be severe with flooding downpours, damaging winds and hail. Then mostly cloudy skies later tonight. Expect a low of 67. Tomorrow, times of clouds and sun with a couple of heavy thunderstorms, especially late in the day. Storms can bring hail and damaging winds, the high 77. Sunday, Father's Day, partly sunny with an afternoon thunderstorm. We'll see a high Sunday of 84. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Greetings. Thanks for coming along for the Friday edition of The Ride Home. It's very good. Uh, Kath, uh, the time, please? The time is your weekend. Oh, that's very nice. That's it's five it. minutes past the five o'clock hour. And truly, because the weekend has begun, all is right and well, at least in this little corner of the world here, is it not? You can listen to the program on 101.5 Word FM. You can also stream it anywhere where you've got internet. You can also watch the program on Facebook Live. If you go to Facebook and log on to 101.5 Word FM or go to the Ride Home with Johnny Kathy, you can watch the program in either place. Leave us a message, say hi, ask a question, you name it. Happy to hear from you on this Friday. Very nice. Okay. Um, Sunday, I don't want to, you know, be touting this because I don't want to be looking like I'm out there, you know, shaking the cup saying, hey, think about this. But it is okay, it but is Father's Day yeah. on Sunday, just in case. Give everybody a heads up. Thank Father's you. Day. Thank you. Okay? I, I did remember. You did? But I appreciate you highlighting that mm-hmm. for me. Are your plans complete for Father's Day? No, they're uh, in flux, but I think that's a good thing. Yeah. I don't want to, you know, plan out Father's Day weekend for the father of no, the no, family no, 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 right. and just, you know, decide that there can be no, you know, wiggle room. No, I think you have to leave it to the father, right? It's his deal. Although it has to be, so. there have to be some accoutrements. Well, along the I way. have, I have purchased, um, accoutrement. Yes. I have the Snacks, gifts already. Gifts. I have the gifts. Um, I have the, uh, dessert. Oh. Mm-hmm. 
and um, I have he, uh, he chose the takeout for the evening, mm-hmm. and so we'll be doing that. And um, I will allow him to choose exactly what will be grilled. Nice. Oh, is he grilling? Uh, no, I will be grilling. Oh, okay. I'm the griller in the family. <laughs> you are. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. So, um, what about uh, gifts? Okay. So, as far as gifts go, gifts for fathers. I have I have purchased mine, which of course I cannot share on mm-hmm. this radio station in case my husband would be listening. I don't want anybody telling on me. Um, however, I did see a an article in Study Finds. Uh, there was a um, there were several actually. Uh, Good gifts. Stu- well, no, there were studies done about the gifts that are bad gifts, the gifts that dad does not want. Oh, like you know, like. A lot of guys, like for Mother's Day, would buy their wife, like, you know, a blender. Right. Or something mm-hmm. like that. Right. You know, nothing, yeah, yeah. Something kitchen related. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like you so, so, so you're going to love this. This is really great. I love the way that Study Finds um, set this up because it has the category, okay? It has the percent of men, the percent of dads that dislike this gift, and then the percent of people that still buy it. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Like I know you dislike this, but you're getting right, it anyway. Right. So you, you, Happy you, Father's Day. Right. So do you want me to start in five and work my way up, oh, or do you want to start right at the top? No, go. Okay. Go five, four, uh, one, yeah. two, three, four, five. Okay. So uh, gift card. Mm-hmm. Okay. Gift Number card. Five? Yeah. So twenty two percent of dads dislike this. I mean, you know, okay. You can't say no to a gift card. Except forty four percent of families are still buying them for them. <laughs> Because it's it smacks of desperation. I think it does. Right? You, you got to get something. It's one of those last minute things. Uh, yeah, let's get him a gift card from Lowe's. Okay, number four. You know, let's just decide we're not doing this anymore. Personal care items, mm. like a new razor. You know, the thing that gets your nose hair. A you nose know, hair trimmer. That, that right. I, you know, uh, dad I don't doesn't know. get excited about like that. Like a set of nail clippers. Like, I don't... what's the percentage? Okay, so the percentage of men that really dislike that as a gift is twenty nine percent. I'm surprised it's that and low. And yet twenty five percent of families it. are still buying them. Because you know what, your nose hairs are just grossing <laughs> us out. So please, we love you, care. Dad. Clean up the mix, uh-huh. would you please? Next up on the list at number three yeah. is greeting cards. Okay, so 30% of dads say, why are you buying me a Father's Day card? That's being generous. Okay. and Dad's probably like fibbing about that. Sadly, 59% of families don't give a care what dad thinks he's getting a greeting card. Now, look, the only thing that makes that better is when the kids make you a homemade greeting card. Which That's I always, a whole different thing. Right. Homemade greeting card is not on this oh, list. I, I mean, I like a homemade greeting card, don't you? Number, Of course. Number two, uh, books and CDs. Oh, dad doesn't like that? 32% of, of dads do not like this as a gift. Dad, step it up. And yet 24% of the care. people in uh, involved in buying the gift for dad say we're charging on ahead anyway. Dad, we need you to read. But Sit down. But the winner, the top unwanted gift yeah. for Father's Day is clothing. Okay. <laughs> 33% of the men mm. who were surveyed said, please stop buying me clothing for mm. Father's Day. But don't you worry, because a whopping 46% of their families don't care what dad thinks. Uh-huh. It's funny. I bring, you bring up an, an odd memory. I felt that my brother, whom I love dearly, and his wife, uh, my sister-in-law, Deb, I love them both. No, they live in Virginia, so they're not. Anyway, I was happened to be at their place one year probably 15, 20 years ago for Father's Day. And Deb was super excited because she had gone clothes shopping for my brother for Father's Day. And she didn't bother to wrap. She pulled out like 20, no exaggeration, 20 polo shirts. And she was super excited because they were all on sale. 
And, and so it was like. And dad was like, wow, could, that could is care, so thoughtful. It was, I could care less. It was this sad day at the uh, whole house. Okay, can I tell you the number one thing that uh, in the same survey men indicated they wanted? Yes. For Please. Father's oh, Day? Yeah, yeah, the number good. one thing they wanted. What do they need? The number oh, one they thing they wanted. This is what they need. A special outing. They want an experience. Mm-hmm. A special outing with the family? Right. Or it, does, it doesn't actually say. It just says a special outing. I mean, it might be. He's like going, Maybe like, just get me out of here for right. a little bit. Go off and enjoy yourself. A but special yeah, a outing A special somewhere. outing came in at number one. All right. Very nice. All right. Mm-hmm. Dads. Yeah. 90, 92% of yeah. dads said that they would like that. And as a 3% gift. got the special <laughs> outing. Just 3%. <laughs> because your children and wife right. don't care. Anyway. They're just trying to check the box. Okay? Here's a card, dad. Love ya. <laughs> and some nose hair clippers for you. Take a quick break. Come back. Uh, we're going to speak more about uh, Father's Day. I believe there's a little poetry in the mix as well. Well, since we have a poet coming yes. up next, I would bet that there would be. Poetry next here on the ride home. All right. Very good. Father's Day edition. All right. Uh, but before, you know, a poetry to a lot of men are the poetic words, Barbecue. Mm-hmm. That would be an outing, right? Barbecue has its own particular poetry. That would be an outing. There you That'd go. Good. And if you love barbecue and you want to treat Dad to an outing on Father's Day, might we suggest Marsha in the Springhouse? Hey, Marsh. Hey, guys. How you doing today? We can't complain. Good. Okay. So we, we were just talking about a survey that found that the number one thing that dads wanted for Father's Day was an outing as opposed to oh. like a tie or nose hair clippers. And so we thought this is perfect time for Marsha to come in because the spring house is an outing. Comment, Marsha. That's right. It's an experience to come on out to the farm. And we will be um, barbecuing chicken with our – it's a the county fair barbecue sauce. Mm. It's a butter vinegar sauce that we douse the chicken in every mm. five minutes. Minutes. My son and Sam's son will be um, out there barbecuing for about five hours tomorrow, and they'll bring that chicken in. And we'll also be grilling a, mar- a grilled, uh, a marinated flank steak, and then slicing it down. And it mm. is amazing, like just fall apart kind of steak. And then we'll have uh, mashed potatoes and gravy, and Alabama vegetable casserole, baked beans, cabbage and noodles corn pudding, all kinds of yummy sides, and it comes with salads, too. We have uh, three different kinds of, like, tossed salads, and then three different, three or four different kinds of other side salads, and it comes with dessert, too. We have yummy desserts that dads like. All that is included in the price. We have live music, and we have um, a free ice cream cone for everybody, too, every dad, too. And then um, they can come hang out on the farm and Go outside and visit the calves and just look at the beautiful nature. Nice. So what are your hours on Mother's or Father's Day, Marsh? 12 to 7. 12 to 7. Okay, every dad yeah. deserves an experience, yes. especially involving his stomach for Father's Day. Get on down <laughs> to the spring house. Hey, Marsh, have fun. Happy Father's Day, John. Thank you. 101.5 WORD. And they lived happily ever after. Ever wonder if they did? (laughs) Well, marriage is not a fairy tale. It's a great adventure. That's why Family Life Today wants to give you their Love You Better plan, 30 days to love your spouse better. You'll also be entered to win a Family Life Love Like You Mean It marriage cruise with money to cover additional expenses. Enter today and every day. Go to wordfm.com slash love. Let's see, if something costs less, but people are happier with it, 
That sounds like something to look into, and that's MediShare. Maybe you've heard switching to MediShare to pay for health care can save the typical family 500 bucks a month, and that's huge. But it's also true that people are way more satisfied after making the switch, too. The customer satisfaction rate for MediShare is double that of the typical health insurance plan. Double. MediShare works. It's been around for more than a quarter century, and members have shared more than $3 billion of each other's bills People love having telehealth and a huge nationwide PPO network. So, yeah, you can save a ton and like it better. Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care. So if you're self-employed or part of the gig economy or you just want a plan you're happy with, you can call right now and get a price within two minutes. Very, very smart use of two minutes. Here's the number you need. 844-45-BIBLE. That's 844-45-BIBLE. 844-45-BIBLE. Don't let pests scare off your returning customers. Get the help you need at BoozeBugStoppers.com. Get a free quote on a monthly pest control and sanitation plan without a long-term contract that'll clean them up, block them out, push them back, and remove pests safely. Backed by Booze 100% Satisfaction Guarantee. When it comes to protecting your business and your guests, who are you going to call? Booze Bug Stoppers at BoozeBugStoppers.com. Father's Day, Father's Day. I believe. Father's Day. I can't wait. I mean, there's very something, you know, that's, I love, of course, you know. Being a dad. Love, love Father's Day. Mm-hmm. You'd love dad. to be fedded. Sit down there and, you know, hang out a little Does bit. anyone ask you what you want or is it, do they just provide no, you with all of your favorite? Oh, that's, but they know what you like. Pretty much. They do a good job in your family. They, thank you. Mm-hmm, they do. And you, uh, you, you're like hitting it out of the park. Well, I'm trying for crying out loud. Father's Day, loving on the uh, the guy. And anyway, Misha Willett is with us. I would say Misha is the resident poet here for the Rhino. Mm-hmm. Misha joins us on a fairly regular basis. He is the author of The Elegy, Beta, and Phases. Misha's poets, essays, translations, academic articles appear widely. Misha teaches English at Seattle Pacific University. You can follow Misha online, MishaWillett.com. Hey, Misha. How are things? Oh, there we go. Oh, sorry, Misha. We, wait. So we asked how you were, but we didn't have we did the audio up. So how are things? Oh, I'm, I'm calling in from sunny Arizona. So things are going oh. pretty well. Oh, now wait. I, I hear there's a big drought. Uh, often in the Sonoran Desert. <laughs> there is a kind of drought. Yeah, they're about to go on rationing for the first time. I, yeah, that's what I understand. Wow. Are you on vacation? Uh, in a way, with young kids, the way vacations are. Yes. <laughs> oh, oh, that's oh, that's a really interesting point. Yes. Okay. So vacation is one well. thing. Vacation with young kids is a totally different mm-hmm. story, isn't it? Completely. But I'm visiting my father, so it's a necessary thing. Oh, that's terrific. Okay, and how old are your kids, Misha? Luca is seven and Sebastian is four. Excellent. Seven and four. And how old is your dad? Uh, let's see. He's 62 at this point. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, oh. you're, and you want to chime in on your age no. as well. I just, let's <laughs> I fill out the four here. But. <laughs> <laughs> but so you're so you're sandwiched between them. So there's there's two boys and you and your dad. Um, so yeah. I I bet knowing the, the poet that is inside you, that that gives you a lot to reflect on. Oh, it does, actually. I, I always feel strange about the fact that I don't write um, love poems about my wife. <laughs> I love her very dearly, but those poems don't tend to come out. But I write a lot about my dad. Interesting. Hmm. Why is that? Um, well, one, he's in Arizona, and that's a long way from Seattle. I feel like I have enough distance to reflect on that relationship, maybe. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm less afraid of any uh, – he doesn't read the sorts of magazines where, where any things might appear. <laughs> that gives me some freedom also. Yeah, yeah. What kind of a dad was your dad? 
Oh, a hard worker. Um, one of those ones that uh, was always doing something extra, taking extra shifts or even extra jobs on yeah, the side yeah. to provide for us. Yeah, my dad was like that too. I mean, and as a kid, Me you too. you see your dad doing that. Yeah, you, can, you, you see your dad doing that. You think, man, that guy, he's crushing it. He's yeah. helping it. And it, 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 you give yourself like a, a certain sort of the dad has extra gravitas because every bite of food mm-hmm. you stick in your mouth or every pair of tennis mm-hmm. shoes you put on your feet, you think that guy did that for me. I mean, at least yeah. you, you have awareness, hopefully yeah. you do, without him telling you about it. Yeah, that's exactly right. I think there's a tendency when I was young to sort of, you know, regret the fact that he wasn't around more or he didn't have energy to play with us in the evenings, right? But now it makes perfect sense. <laughs> he was the age he was and he was working as hard as he was. And I think, goodness, we gave him a hard time for that. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, do you do you feel like you're a, you are a dad like your dad? I'm not saying that that's a good or a bad thing because everybody has to, has to become their own kind of parent. Um, but maybe right. a better question is what things do you think you inherited from your dad? Uh, that sense of responsibility, for sure. Um, I'm always trying to think a few years into the future, like what happens if this and okay. what. If I'm not, you know, terribly old, but make sure my will is in place and mm-hmm. that my wife knows what to do mm-hmm. with the insurance. You know what I mean? All the trying to think ahead of how I can provide, even if I'm not there for that. And yeah. that certainly comes from him. Yeah, you know, isn't it weird? Uh, we had a, a, a guy who worked in our studio um, for a few years, a great guy. And he was probably late 20s, early 30s when he had his first child. And, you know, we were kidding him while his wife was pregnant. He was like, well, yeah, I'll be doing this after I had the baby and we'll be doing that after I had the baby. Oh, my gosh. And he would, <laughs> leave, he would leave my office and John and I would say, this poor man has no idea what's coming. Like right. he's, He was clueless. Know. No, he was making like these grand pronouncements. We'll just take the baby. My wife and I are going to go away. We'll just take the baby with us. We're I was thinking like, about doing some whitewater rafting, and we'll take the baby along. And he's That'll like, "Be fine." Because you know he had been married for a number of years. But I mean, isn't it the reality of a, you know the hard smack of when you become a father oh, yeah. of the the the, uh, the dearth of responsibility that all of a sudden you feel laid on your shoulders? Oh yeah, single people listening, we're not making fun of you. No, no. Right. <laughs> but it is rather a shock the amount of work involved. It really is. Oh, uh, and you and you know, John and I have also said this over and over and over again that even if somebody told you before you became a parent how much right. work it's going to be, yeah. it doesn't matter yeah. because you no. ca- it's one of those things that you can't know until you experience it. And of course, you know, it's it's Gut gut wrenching. Like when John had his kids, Misha, um, he was like exuberant at the very beginning. When I had my kids, um, I was like in despair. And that sounds horrible. I'm, I always try to be honest with that, about this on the air because I want right, women no. to know that it's okay to have complicated feelings when you give birth. You know, exactly. everybody says, yeah. oh, my gosh, the minute they put that baby on my stomach, it was like the best. And I, as soon as yeah. they put the baby on my, on my stomach, I thought, what am I going to do with her? I don't I like right. I don't know what to do. Yeah. Um, fortunately, yeah. now they're, you know, 23 years old, and 19, and we're doing just fine. But that's a really hard transition for people to make. And it makes you what you don't realize is that the whole process is making you into a different person. That's that's just right. I think it, it's funny. One of the things that poetry is supposed to do is suppress surprise, mm. right? So that when life things ha- when life stages happen, you're more prepared for them. What it's going to be like to fall in love or to lose a parent or something like that, because uh-huh. you've read other people's complicated emotional experiences rendered in language, right? Mm. But that's one that I've never seen it work. <laughs> Nothing we poets have ever said have prepared parents <laughs> for. The- 
oh, wow, so you mean like that. You said it was hard, but I didn't know it was going to be hard, hard. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's really good. I've never heard it described like that, that poetry is supposed to, su- yeah. to suppress surprise. That's yeah, really interesting. Yeah, never heard that either. Misha Willett is with us. Misha is a poet. Somewhere, uh, Misha, um, do you have a, a Father's Day poem or a dad poem that you can share with us? Yeah, sure. Um, I'll read this one um, by Robert Hayden. Uh, I think it came out in the 60s, in the early 60s, um, and it's called Those Winter Sundays. Sundays, too, my father got up early and put his clothes on in the blue-black cold. Then, with cracked hands that ached from labor in the weekday weather, made banked fires blaze. No one ever thanked him. I'd wake and hear the cold splintering, breaking. When rooms were warm, he'd call, and slowly I would rise and dress, fearing the chronic angers of that house, speaking indifferently to him, who had driven out the cold and polished my good shoes as well. Mm. What did I know? What did I know of love's austere and lonely offices? Mm. Wow, that's that heavy is duty. wonderful. That sure is. That is really, really wonderful. Who's the poet again, Misha? Robert Hayden, African-American poet. Mm. And you can kind of hear that community in it, right? This is a house that doesn't have um, central heating. Right. Someone has to go and break firewood before dawn if everyone's not going to freeze. Right. And, and what I heard were the two weights of no one ever thanked him and fearing the yep. chronic anger. Yep. Right. Right. Many people, um, sad to say, know houses that were just like that. Mm-hmm. And often it didn't mean, you know, that the, the father or mother or figure or the uncle, whoever, doesn't love the people involved. But you can feel the weight of their life being taken out on their family, right, in, in the evenings, um, even while they provided for them and cared for them in those tangible ways. Right. Yeah. And, and I think that's the, I don't know if it's a skill set, but it's certainly an art when you're a father and you are facing whatever the you know the tension or the malady or the panic or the latest crisis is and are mm-hmm. able to eat that and present mm-hmm. yourself to your children as whole and as a complete person as much as possible at the same time not being over the top or not being anxious or not being uh, the scold and just getting on with it all and loving your kid and your wife. That's very that's a tightrope that is extraordinarily difficult. That's very well said. I think that's exactly right. And the, the burden that a lot of us have to carry. Mm-hmm. Tell me the name of that poem again by Robert Hayden. Those Winter Sundays. Oh, that's really good. And I love that too, right? It's, you don't even get that day off. Normally. Right, right, right. You, as hard as you work, at least you get Sunday. But that's not true for parents. Yeah, it's not you, like they don't really have any needs. Too, right. <laughs> So then talk about, um, you know, so your kids, are, you're, it's a fabulous age, right? Four and seven, oh, yeah. fully cognizant, yeah. you know, they have humor, they have all that, you know, energy and inquisitiveness and all that. What's it like for you to talk to your kids about your dad? You know, they, his grandpa, what do they, what do they call your dad? Papa, Nana and Papa. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. What's that conversation like? You're informing them in some way of what your experience is, your relationship with. Right. And, you know, they're separate from that because they know Papa differently than you do. Yeah, it's interesting. My favorite thing is that they get to see us together. Um, I think until until they see you in the room interacting, it's not all clear what the relationships are like. You know, I can say things about them, about his history and that. Um, but it doesn't make a lot of sense then until they see us interacting. So he and I went out to breakfast together this morning, just the two of us. Yes. And even just that act of not inviting them 
shows them, right, that this also is a relationship that's important. Mm-hmm. That's really good. Yeah. My kids, uh, my dad died before my kids were born. And it's one of the great, you know. Mm, sadness. It is yeah. a sadness because they don't know him. And I can talk about them, but they, they know he's just a picture on the wall to them. That's all. And uh, Yeah. yeah. Get another poem? Uh, yeah. I'll read one actually that I wrote for, for my dad. And this is one of those ones that's about a, a complicated emotional um, space to find oneself in. So as we age, our parents' health sometimes starts failing. But then sometimes they they recover, right? Yeah. And this question, this poem is asking, what are you supposed to do when that keeps happening? Like, how many times can I be surprised or feel grief before you know the actual end happens? And it's called the cold-hearted son almost speaks up. How long following one's father's major heart surgery is it appropriate to wait before bringing up life's minor incendiaries and minutia without appearing callous? or unconcerned. As I understand it, he'd managed a blood clot in the aorta, a little demonstrator sitting in the highway of his heart, her squatting, tying up traffic for blocks on end. Pretending I'm still filled with gravitas two weeks out, though, once he's begun a full recovery, is a bit beyond me. Gradually, the stuff of life trickles back, refilling the enormous lack thereof we'd cleared out of our days to make some room. An empty stage on which to take a final bow, he didn't make penultimate last act. But it wasn't that. He came through. And now, shouldn't the song switch from dirge to dance? Televised, this would be scene of the second chance and our need to go close ones and catch our collective breath punctuated by a laugh track. Here, we might relax back into what individual normalcies we knew prior to the base and baiting of possible grief. To grow glad we have this dry meanwhile, if go and brief. Oh, Misha, that's so great. That's beautiful, Misha. That really is. I mean, I I love that you hang everything on, and I think only, you know, well, especially a son looking at the Superman of the father, Mm -hmm. but recognizing the inevitable mortality. That's a very difficult transition. Yeah, that's right. When you start seeing the first chinks in the armor, they first start to feel human to you, right? right. And you think, oh, how am I supposed to feel now that my hero is in, in the states that they're in? Yeah. Thankfully, my dad is healthy and well still. Excellent. But I've seen it time and time again, you know, my, my wife's parents and my friend's parents and my own grandparents. You know, there is a, a coming in for a landing that can be graceful and sometimes very much not. Yeah, and awkward as well. I remember my father, you know, like all fathers do, they have precious things. My father, you know, in his top drawer of his dresser in the top left-hand corner, he had these things, you know, a watch, Mm -hmm. some coins and things. And he would say to me and my brother, when I'm gone, you can have this. And I remember holding that and thinking, when he's gone, you'll be mine. And at the same time, feeling guilty saying those words out loud, even though I wanted yeah. to possess that. And then finally, the day that my father was gone and my mother going to that drawer and placing that into my hand, that was mm-hmm. an odd and sort of a heartbreaking circle of life that I had yeah, difficulty right. digesting. And it really didn't have anything to do with the thing on the corner of the dresser. <laughs> no, not at all. No. Sure. It's, in, it's imbued with sort of quality, right, because yes. of the relationships and the energy around it. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, this has been really fun, Misha. Thanks for being with us today. We really love our time with you. We really appreciate how you think and write, and we're just happy to know you. I'm always happy to be on the show. Thanks for having me. Yeah, happy, happy Father's, Father's Day. Day. Yeah, happy Father's Day to you and your dad, uh, Misha Willett. He is the author of The Elegy, Beta, and Phases. His poems uh, appear widely. Follow his uh, work at MishaWillett.com. We'll take a break. Um, we got a weird story. Despite her vows of poverty, a nun locally stole $853,000 <laughs> at the casino. I don't think the vow went well. I mean, that's a there strange. There at the end. I, I just don't think it did. Sometimes you break those vows. <laughs> Let's see. If something costs less, but people are happier with it, that sounds like something to look into, and that's MediShare. Maybe you've heard switching to MediShare to pay for health care can save the typical family 500 bucks a month. And that's huge, but it's also true that people are way more satisfied after making the switch, too. The customer satisfaction rate for MediShare is double that of the typical health insurance plan. Double. MediShare works. It's been around for more than a quarter century, and members have shared more than $3 billion of each other's bills. People love having telehealth and a huge nationwide PPO network. So, yeah, you can save a ton and like it better. Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care. So if you're self-employed or part of the gig economy or you just want to plan you're happy with, you can call right now and get a price within two minutes. Very, very smart use of two minutes. Here's the number you need. 844-45-BIBLE. That's 844-45-BIBLE. 844-45-BIBLE. The original Mattress Factory is always looking for good people to join our team. If you're interested in a sales, manufacturing, or delivery position, we offer competitive pay and exceptional benefits packages. Integrity and strong work ethic are essential because at OMF, we strive for excellence in all that we do. To learn more about our company and our unique business model, visit us at OriginalMattress.com. You can stop by any of our locations or visit the employment section on OriginalMattress.com to complete an application. What does the Original Mattress Factory have in common with your favorite local coffee shop or hometown craft brewery? All three are experts at their respective crafts and are owned and operated by members of the communities they serve. Owners who are deeply committed to quality and recognize the importance of outstanding customer service. At OMF, we aim to help our customers make a smart buying decision, whether you buy from us or not. Because at the end of the day, you are more than just our customer. You are our neighbor. Visit your neighborhood Original Mattress Factory today to learn more. This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. Upon your passing, you wouldn't want a judge to decide who raises your children or how your estate gets divided. It is important to review your estate planning documents to ensure they protect what matters most. At Abernathy and Hagerman, we will work with you to establish an estate plan that nominates a guardian for your minor children and that your assets are used for your family's benefit. Judge for yourself. For legal help that lasts a lifetime, visit a-h.law. Hi, this is Robert Jermalowski, owner of Doing It Right Roofing, Siding, Remodeling. Looking for a new roof or siding upgrade? Call us for a free estimate at 724-NEW-ROOF or visit roofingcontractorpittsburgh.com. Right, 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, play the word Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and at radio.com. We'll see a few thunderstorms into this evening. Any thunderstorm can be severe with flooding downpours, damaging winds, and hail. 
Then mostly cloudy skies later tonight. Expect a low of 67. Tomorrow, times of clouds and sun with a couple of heavy thunderstorms, especially late in the day. Storms could bring hail and damaging winds to high 77. Sunday, Father's Day, partly sunny with an afternoon thunderstorm. We'll see a high Sunday of 84. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Sometimes in your perusal of the news, you, you can't believe what you're reading. You just really can't. It happens frequently to, the, to a bit. This story. A retired California nun has agreed to plead guilty to stealing $835,000 from a Catholic elementary school where she was the principal for 28 years, in part to fund her gambling habit. Mary Margaret Cooper, 79. Sister Mary Margaret is charged with one count of money laundering, one count of wire fraud, the Justice Department announced on Tuesday. Uh, she agreed to plead to both federal charges, which carry a maximum prison term of some 40 years. Oh, my goodness. Uh, she was the principal of St. James Catholic School in Torrance, California. She admitted to embezzling the money from the institution for well over a decade. She was responsible for the money the school collected in tuition, fees, and charitable donations. And uh, when this came up, she directed school employees to destroy audit records. And um, it looks like she just let things spiral out of control. That's an understatement. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, wow. I had no comment. Oh, I, mean, I don't. I'm, yeah, I'm not going to be the, the person. The problem is sense, the school, but... and this happened. Yeah, I mean, what happens to the school? Well, it, it, I mean, this happens often. You know, well, not often, but I, I, I know firsthand that it happened locally, and the school closed. Yeah, because there was nothing. Right. How do you support that? There's yeah, this gigantic how... crater. They just, you know, the school stops. I mean, Catholic schools are having a hard time, you know, like all schools, having a hard time enough as it is, but especially Catholic schools. And so I'm sure that school is going to go out of, well, I'm not sure, but who knows. But Sister Mary Margaret, I mean, going to the casino, you think someone would have stopped her. Maybe Sister Mary Margaret wasn't telling anybody. Nice. I don't know. No comment. No comment. All right, let's take a quick break. Come back. The Week in Review is up next. What was everybody talking about? What did you like? What hacked you off? A conversation that made you think? What did you eat? Straight ahead, the Friday edition of The Ride Home here in Pittsburgh's Christian Talk. We're Word FM. WORD. The station with Pittsburgh's favorite Christian music every weekend. With the best new music. New, new, new music. Be all right. New music from Evan Kraft. Everything will be all right. Look what you've done from Tasha Layton. Look what you've done. And Sunday morning feeling from Apollo LTD. The best new music and Pittsburgh's favorites. Sponsored by Trinity Jewelers. 101.5 WORD. On the weekend. Well, by now, you've all heard me talk about my pillow and how it's really a great, very comfortable pillow. They won't go flat. You can wash and dry them as many times as you want, and they maintain their shape, and they're made in the USA. Now, for a limited time, my pillow is offering the premium my pillows for the lowest price ever. You can get a queen-size premium MyPillow for $29.98. They are regularly $69.98. That's a $40 savings. Kings are only $5 more. 
All MyPillow products come with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, and use promo code WORD. You'll also get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the Giza Dream bed sheets, the MyPillow mattress topper, and MyPillow towel sets, or call 800 391 Use promo code WORD. Or right now, MyPillow.com. MyPillow.com. What are dads made for? asking myself the same question. Author Amanda Glass, creator of the Made For book series, helps kids and dads answer that question. That's what dads are made for is more than just a fun book with cute pictures. It's one that creates conversations that build meaningful connections. This Father's Day, help your kids connect with dad as they discover together. Oh, that's what dads are made for. For kids three and up, just $9.99 when you order now at themadeforbooks.com. Having your own home is awesome, but it's also a lot of work. The good news, finding help for your projects is easier than ever. Introducing Angie, the app that puts all your home care needs at your fingertips. Need a pro to fix that emergency leak? Maybe find someone to build a deck or even set your seasonal tasks on autopilot. Angie can handle all that and more. Expert pros, hundreds of home projects, clear pricing, and the easiest way to book and pay in seconds. This is Angie, your home for everything home. Download the app today. can turn quick on the water. Progressive's boat insurance has you covered with basic plans starting at $100 a year. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Annual premium for a basic liability policy not available in all states. Prices vary based on how you buy. It's been another week. That means it's time for John and Kathy's Week in Review. What was everyone talking about this week? Well, I don't know. I would say in Christian circles. Yes. In Christian circles. Exactly what I was thinking. The Southern Baptist Convention. A hundred percent. Okay. I yeah. mean, that just was the overriding. In Christian circles, yeah. from a secular perspective. Or in wider circles. Right. I would say mm-hmm. people are talking about Biden-Putin. Okay. In sports circles locally, the Pirates losing 10 in a row. And the EU opening up for American visits. Okay. All right. That's very good. Next. What was a conversation that made you think? Um, I think it was Wednesday, maybe Tuesday. We talked to a lot of people this week. Um, Robert Soto. I didn't become an Apache. I was born in Apache. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, to be honest, all the years we've done the show, I, I don't think we've ever talked to a Native American, which is crazy. Yes, we have. We have? Yeah, we actually have. Well, I don't remember. Mm-hmm. I mean, but to hear this story yeah. about, you know, him growing up and, you know, the oldest of nine and his father passed away and his mother, I mean, and how... Christ came into his life. I, I thought about that. That was a great story. Really a great story. I also, uh, again, I'm sorry, there's multiple things here. Uh, Alexander Riley, uh, that story about what's in store for Professor your Professor from Bucknell University. Yeah. And the, the case for the analog well, church. Well, but, like you couldn't pick it. <laughs> well, it was hard for me to pick. I'm just. I'm good grief. Okay. So, the, uh, uh, all right. Like I, couldn't, I, said, I couldn't pick either. Right. Well, okay. On Monday at 440, uh, we talked to Becca McNeil, who writes for Christianity Today. She did such a wonderful piece. She just opened my mind to the immigration crisis, not from a policy perspective, not from a meta perspective, but from the perspective of these blessed women who live in these little border towns who are just reaching out 
to people who are seeking asylum in the United States. They're just reaching out yeah. person to person. It's not some kind of, you know, they're not trying to revamp how the U.S. looks at migrants. They're not trying to look, you know, revamp how people from Central America look. None of that. No, they're they just, feel the call. She's just trying to reach. They're just trying to reach out person to person. It was so inspiring. I just absolutely loved it. That was Monday at 440. Yep. I also really liked our conversation yesterday at 510 with uh, Dr. Karen Swallow Pryor about social media. Um, it was it was a really good give and take about the pluses of social media, about the negatives, about the things to be aware of, and I think more than anything, just an awareness of how it shapes us yeah. and how to be you know, wary of what that might mean. So between us, we've listed about six conversations. <laughs> you should really listen to The Ride Home for every single segment. <laughs> no, Seriously, if you missed any of those things, any of these things sound familiar or uh, interesting to you, find our podcast and check them out. What did you eat? I am just perpetually, this is my third season of being in love with my Traeger wood pellet grill. Oh, really? I Do just, tell. you know, my husband got it for me for Mother's Day and my birthday. And, uh, you know, I'd always had a propane grill up to that point, And he got me this Traeger and I didn't know anything about smoking. I didn't know anything about pellets. I didn't know how it worked. It is so, it is, it's easy to cook and the food is so delicious. I mean, it's just, it, so I'm not talking about anything in particular. I'm just shouting its praises because whatever the heck I cook on there ends up being fabulous. The Traeger wood pellet grill. Yeah, bring it. Okay. Uh, I was thinking about this, you know, you know, putting the list together about what, what did I eat? And, you know, I came upon this that, you know, uh, sometimes it's not what you eat. It's who you eat it with. Mm-hmm. Um, I had lunch with a friend of mine this week who I love dearly, and it's always a treat to get together with him. We get, have lunch together generally once a month, and we went to Eaton Park. Now, we've kidded about Eaton Park here uh, off and on over the years. Because mm-hmm, I love it. Yeah, and uh, it, my buddy was like, let's go to Eaton Park. I was like, okay, we went to Eaton Park. There was nobody there. I mean, I was shocked. I mean, we were in the Eaton Park in Squirrel Hill for lunch. And of course, we were there early. And I, I had, I think I had a, a BLT club sandwich, which was fine. It was good. But to sit down and to break bread with someone that you love, to look someone in the eye, to tell your story of what's happened since the last time we met, I mean, that's everything. And I think, you know, we, during this crazy 15 plus months, we yeah. missed that. So that was a really good thing. I really, I could have sat there and happily with a guy and eaten, you know, peanut butter and jelly sandwich and been more than sated. So that was good. What did you watch? I'm just about to finish White Collar, which uh, stars Matt Bomer and Tim Decay. It was a series that was on uh, USA probably eight or nine years ago. And um, it's a fun show. It's about white collar crime. So it has this kind of, uh, you know, smart, sexy vibe to it. You know, it has great acting. But the single best thing about the show, I've talked about it before on the air, is that it's filmed live in New York City on the streets. It is such a beautiful show to watch. And I haven't been to New York since before COVID. And it, I was watching it last night and I thought, there are so many beautiful, beautiful shots, creative shots of that city. Mm. It's just a wonderful, it's a fun show. Willie Garson is one of my favorite character actors ever on TV. Um, he's a supporting actor. Anyway, if you've never watched White Collar, it's just really fun. There's really? nothing serious about it, but boy, it'll make you love New York. And where is it? Uh, it's uh, streaming on Amazon. Okay, very nice. Okay, good. Well, um, <laughs> now again, I have multiple things that I watched this I week. Mean, it's hard for me. But I'm glad you brought up New York City, you know, because uh, 
been, you know, I love New York City. I spent a decade in New York City, and I watched this incredible documentary this week. I think I talked about it briefly. Bill Cunningham, New York, which is this guy, Bill Cunningham, for years, the Sunday New York Times used to feature a full page of the style section. And it was this photographer, Bill Cunningham, who literally drove around the city on his bicycle and then would stand on the street corner and shoot photographs of, and of course, if you're in New York City, you see people wearing some incredibly gorgeous outfits, outrageous. And this, you know, you don't have to be a millionaire. It can be, you know, a bicycle messenger looking this way. And there's Bill Cunningham. I'm surely, truly, I bet, at least a million plus images over four decades. And it's his story. And what's amazing is the guy lived above Carnegie Hall in this rent-controlled apartment. And the only thing that was in the apartment were file cabinets of all of his images and negatives from 40-plus years of shooting in New York City. And he would sleep, like, in this little sort of, you know, sort of hung, uh, like, hammock above it. But then, towards the very end, they go into a conversation about his faith. Can I ask He's the guy says, can I ask you a personal question? What about... You said that you go to church. And and he goes, do you go to church often? And there's Bill Cunningham. You, you see, like, you know, hanging out with models and hipsters and all the, you know, red carpet, you know, the events. Bill Cunningham takes a pause and he breathes and then he starts to cry huh. about his faith. Huh. He weeps. And it's handled beautifully, but it's like the last thing. It comes out of nowhere, and you go, whoa. This guy's obviously got a strong faith life. Anyway, mm-hmm. Bill Cunningham, New York, loved it. Wow. What hacked you off? This happened yesterday um, in Beijing. More than 500 officers searched the newsroom of Apple Daily, which was founded by Jimmy Lai, who is in prison right now. Um, they arrested five executives, including its editor-in-chief, Ryan Law, who was led away in handcuffs. Now, Apple Daily, basically what they do is they promote freedom of speech in China. Yeah. And um, police took away not just the people, but computers. They searched their decks, their desks. They obtained a, a court warrant for search and seizure of all of their journalistic materials. And this was made under China's national security law. The arrests are expected to have a dramatic chilling effect on press freedom in China. Um, I don't know. I heard about this and I thought we do not like look at the kinds of things we can talk about on the air here. You know, a word FM in, in America. We we have so many privileges here that we never stop to thank God for. And I just pray for these people. I mean, these Jimmy Lai and this team of people have been so consistent over such a long period of time against the tallest odds and the strongest government. I mean, you know, God bless him. God bless him indeed. All right. I'm going to wade into something here, and maybe I shouldn't. But I, I, So I've been reading about Catholic bishops uh, withholding, wanting to withhold communion from President Biden. Now, look, uh, um, two things. I'm not a Catholic, although I was. I didn't vote for Joe Biden, neither here nor there. What is interesting to me is that you weaponize communion against someone. And I understand the reason why all that is. The President Biden apparently, you know, is saying I'm supporting abortion. I I understand. I'm not pro-abortion in any way, shape or form. But when you start to weaponize people's 
faith life and turn that against them. That's a very dangerous. You're crossing a line here. And to see a, a huge body like the Catholic Church point the finger at someone, uh, I don't know. I, I, that, to me, it, it does. It hacks me off. And there's a lot of tendrils there, obviously. And I'm, I'm not going to get into it. No, I'm just painting the broadest scope here. It's a very odd, uh, very dangerous story for me. What was the best news you heard this week? Uh, my nephew, DeAndre, graduated from eighth grade this week. Dig it. DeAndre. And yeah, and you know, we loved we loved D so much. I've talked about him before on the air. My my niece Janelle um adopted DeAndre when he was two years old. Yeah. And my niece was not married and she did not have a husband to support her or the means to care for DeAndre. What she leak? just she had a, a love in her heart for him and she believed that's what God wanted her to do. And uh, my sister and my brother in law said, Whatever you want to do, we're we're behind you and so did um all of her siblings and it's been a group effort and um now Janelle's married and DeAndre's got a stepdad and he's filled um he's surrounded community by family. a community and a family who loves him so we're super proud <laughs> yeah DeAndre um what I love we talked about this a little earlier in the week about the the young kid who was graduating from high school and he shows up for a shift at Waffle House and oh his boss gosh, is yeah. like what are you doing here today's high school graduation the kid's like I don't have a dad. My mom can't go. I don't have any clothes properly dressed. The boss was like, I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure that you attend your high school graduation. And that's what they did. Community came around. They bought this kid. They went out that day, you know, threw money in. The employees did. Went to Target, bought the kid's shoes, a jacket, you know, a whole new outfit. Then they took him an hour to the high school graduation. Then they waited outside because they weren't family. They couldn't go to the graduation. That kid came out and said, that was the best day of my life. I mean, you know, people are great. You know, we talk often at times about man's inhumanity, but yeah. people, you know, oftentimes. So good. Fabulous. So that's a great story. And in closing, you two have anything meaningful for us? Uh, just this week, we talked to uh, John Beeson for the first time on our show about forgiveness. And he wrote something in his piece for the Gospel Coalition that really stuck with me. He said this. Your shame and guilt does not depend on your ability to forgive yourself. Your shame and guilt does not depend on your ability to forgive yourself, but on God's ability to forgive you. Amen to that. So, we're, you know, we're back in studio now after being away 14 and a half months. And what's interesting for me is coming into the studio and leaving for the first time in a long time. We're stuck in traffic. I'm crushed. I'm driving home last night and I'm going, this stinks. This is horrible. Blah, 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 blah. And you know, my, my mind is, you know, percolating with this wave after wave of negativity. And then I was like, John, shut up. Give thanks and praise. Mm -hmm. Because people are back. Families yeah. are earning livings again. you got your job. You're thick in the stew mm -hmm. of all these things. God is good. Is he on the throne? And we've made it through. So... It's good to be alive, despite all the foibles of it all. That's what I got. And that's John and Kathy's Week in Review.
Don't let pests scare off your returning customers. Get the help you need at BoozeBugStoppers.com. Get a free quote on a monthly or quarterly pest control and sanitation plan without a long-term contract that'll clean them up, block them out, push them back, and remove pests safely. Backed by Booze 100% Satisfaction Guarantee. When it comes to protecting your business and your guests, who are you going to call? Booze Bug Stoppers at BoozeBugStoppers.com. Deb's constipation with belly pain, discomfort, and bloating kept giving her grief. She talked to her doctor to get some relief. Turns out Deb had irritable bowel syndrome with constipation or IBSC, which was a start. Saying yes to Linzess helped her do her part. Linzess or linaclotide is a prescription medicine that treats IBSC in adults. Linzess works differently than laxatives. It lets you have more frequent and complete bowel movements and helps relieve overall abdominal symptoms, belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. These symptoms were studied in combination, not individually. Do not give Linzess to children less than six, and it should not be given to children six to less than 18. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, Stop taking Lens S and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. There could be more to your story with IBSC. Talk to a doctor today. Say yes to Lens S. Learn more at lensess.com or call 1-800-LINZESS. Sponsored by Abby and Ironwood Pharmaceuticals. Why doing it right, roofing, siding, and remodeling? As an Owens Corning Roofing Platinum Preferred Contractor, it's simple. It's in their name. They're doing it right, and it's what you'd expect as a homeowner and what they intend to deliver. Call 724-NEW-ROOF. The following are real-life stories from Trinity Debt Management. My story begins with debt, a lot of debt. I used my credit cards as a source of income. It was not a good situation. I couldn't pay my bills. The interest on the cards was really high. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-990-6976. I initially was scared to call, and immediately I felt relieved. They contacted all of our creditors, and they put us on a plan for success. Trinity will consolidate your accounts to to one easy-to-manage monthly payment, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. I've been able to pay off close to $15,000. We're doing a lot better. Please pick up the phone and see how affordable and easy it is to pay off your debt. It's a godsend. We're debt-free for keeps. Call Trinity at 1-800-990-6976. That's 1-800-990-6976. Nobody should have to pay for one-size-fits-all insurance coverage. Liberty Mutual customizes your car and home insurance so you only pay for what you need. Liberty, 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 Liberty. So there's a new thing uh, coming to Pittsburgh called the Immersive Van Gogh. And uh, it's been in several cities in Europe. And now I think it's going to make something like 12 stops in uh, the United States. And as I understand it, I have not seen it yet, um, though I have purchased four tickets. I got them for my uh, husband for his birthday back in March. Um, for people who love the artist, like I like I do, um, instead of going to look at a painting on a wall, which is absolutely fabulous, um, they're taking Van Gogh's works and they are um, filling a room with one work. Like apparently you're going to walk into a room and, and by room, I mean that I don't know what room it is yet. Because, I think it's a pop-up. Well, because it, the, and this is one of the things that's most fascinating to me is they're changing the exhibit 
in each city, depending on what the venue is. Mm-hmm. So what you're going to see in Pittsburgh is a unique experience to what you would see in Phoenix Seattle. or Dallas or wherever it is. So wherever, and they, they haven't announced yet where it's going to be in Pittsburgh, but you walk into a room, you sit on the floor, you bring a chair, you whatever it is, and the artwork fills the whole room in some kind of projected fashion on all of the surfaces, the ceiling, the floor, the walls, everything. Yeah. And um, apparently it just gives you a whole different perspective on the the brush strokes, the color, the melding of color, um, and, and kind of allows you to, to experience it in a, a different way visually. Yeah. And it would probably change how you experience it emotionally, too. I'm really psyched about it. I agree, yeah. So it's coming in soon, and it's here for a few months. Yeah, right? yeah. I'll be seeing it in October. Okay. Uh, we have tickets. Uh, ours not till later in the run, but it's like a, a two-hour time ticket. So you go in with a certain group of people, and you all hang in there together for those two hours. Yeah, it's a little pricey. I know it that. it is pricey. But I mean, if you love Vincent Van Gogh, and I think you know it, within the popular culture, people do. So anyway, thanks for being with us. Have yourself a great weekend. We'll see you Monday, God willing. The ride home with John and Kathy. A production of Salem Media Group.